It's always a lot more fun when you're watching the people that are in the middle of the race, but it's when you're in that moment where you, you do feel that pain. We, we started a new message series last week, uh, which looks at really how, as we, we become Christians and we decide to go God's way, we, we enter into a race uh, for the rest of our lives. And this race is something that is difficult. Um, there's different turns, there's dif- different obstacles, but ultimately God has given us all that we need to, to finish the race. Uh, last week we looked at what it means to count the cost, to know uh, what's ahead of us, and as we count the cost that it means to, to not just trust in what we, we can see or understand, but really to, to run the, the race in faith and not just by sight. This morning we're going to dig a little deeper into the aspect of not giving up. Uh, if you've ever been in any athletic competition, uh, you know that it's, it's, it's very easy to give in once pain comes. I shared last week with you about my quest to become Michael Phelps, and I failed. Uh, the Olympics is officially over in Beijing, or Beijing, depends on who you listen to. Um, and as I, I shared last week, is, as I tried the butterfly stroke in the pool, um, I drowned, almost. And um, what, I, what I found is, you know, as I was drowning and as I was in the midst of, of not being able to push on, I thought, you know, this is a lot more difficult than I thought. And what I find is, is as we, we dig into the scripture, uh, there's times in our lives where we, we, we feel like we're drowning, where we're not going to be able to move on with our lives. Um, there's things that, that we have in our lives, the pressures of life, uh, our relationships unravel. We're not seeing eye to eye with those that are dear to us. Uh, we're in jobs where it's just really not the kind of work that you want to do. Uh, it's too difficult or it's too easy. Um, or you, you need a job. You, you're not sure how things are going to, how ends are going to match up. Uh, financial, financially, it's difficult. Um, in our lives, all these things happen and we have pressure. But as we dig into scripture, we actually do find help for each one of the pressures that we face in life. So what we're going to look at is as we, we face pressure in life, how does God give us the strength to, to keep on going on the race? If you have your listening guide, I ask you guys to take that out. You can follow along. Uh, we're going to be looking at three verses uh, in the book of Hebrews, which is in the New Testament, that describe what we need to do as we, we run this race. Um, all of us, before we become Christians, are basically running our own course. Uh, we, we've decided that we're going to just run our own way. But as you make God the boss of your life, you, you enter into the course, and that's where the Christian life begins. And on this course, God really does provide us uh, help, and he really provides us basically the map as we're, we're on this course. So Hebrews 12, 1 through 3 gives us some, some good instructions. It says, therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles. And let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us. Let us fix our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy set before him endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Consider him who endured such opposition from sinful men, so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. Uh, what that scripture is saying, if, if you look right there at the beginning on verse 1, it's saying, therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses. The witnesses he's talking about is in chapter 11 of Hebrews. 
last week we talked about what it means to walk by faith. And in chapter 11 of Hebrews, he describes basically our spiritual forefathers. These are the people, despite their, their circumstances, their difficulties, uh, the persecutions they faced, these people decided to, to follow God and walk by faith even in the midst of those. So he's saying we need to look to these spiritual heroes, if you will. Uh, this past week, what I decided to do is um, I got someone to help me and basically look at all the, those people listed and how long, if you add up all their, the years that they walked with God, how long that was. And it was over 2,000 years. What the scripture is saying is basically you have people that have walked with God for over 2,000 years combined that have hung in the race. These people have, have not given up. These people, despite their circumstances, have pushed through. You're to look to these people. So what we find is we, we run our race before an eternal audience. Uh, many times in my life, I forget that. I think that the things I do, uh, the things I think, my attitude, it, it basically doesn't affect anything else in my life. What you find is you have God that sees everything that we do. Uh, there's angels and demons, and there's people that have, that have gone up to heaven that are looking down on us. And these are the people who we live our life in front of. And so we have an eternal audience that, that we're supposed to stay in the race as they're watching. Um, I actually was in a marathon uh, a couple years ago, and it was like the best and worst experience of my life at the same time. Uh, what's sad is the skit was kind of like my experience. I'm just going to throw that out there. That, that kind of hit close to home. As you guys were laughing, I was crying. Um, but, but what I found is there's something to be said about running a marathon just because of the people that are there watching you. Um, I had, my name's Alex Barrett, and so I had my, my name badge, and it said A-Bar. That's one of my nicknames. Well, as I was running, people were calling my name off. Go, A-Bar, you can do it. And it's like you're running, and I don't even know them. But they're encouraging me to go on. One, one guy said, go, A-Bar, like I was going to a bar. And so... My name badge, I need to clarify a little bit. I wasn't running to go to a bar, okay? Uh, so people were encouraging me, you can do it. And, you know, your head kind of goes up like, wow, they came to watch me. And you don't even know who they are. But, but it's something about that experience that it just, it encourages you. It, it, it keeps you moving on. And that's basically what the writer of Hebrews is saying is you have these spectators that have finished, that are there watching you, encouraging you to move forward. So it's as if someone's running a marathon, finishes the marathon, and comes and cheers you on as you're running the marathon. Scripture is, is saying that, that that's powerful. Our lives are, are lived out as we run this race. People are watching us. And these people in this eternal audience are encouraging us to, to keep on going. Uh, so what we need to do as we, we run this race, realize that we're not the only people that have ran this race. With that, we're not the only people that experience the pain of life, the pressures of life, circumstances that just weigh heavy on us. There's people that have gone before us thousands of years ago. There's people in our lives right now that have modeled faith to us. The scripture is telling us we need to recognize these people. We need to know that these people have walked with God, that they've hung in there. Why? Well, the second part of verse 1 explains why. It says, uh, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles. 
The reason we need to look to people who have finished is because the course has obstructions that slow us down. When I ran this marathon, um, I had the I had the stomach flu. I've shared this story before. But for those of you that haven't heard it, I had I was training for a few months and I had the stomach flu the week of the marathon, which is the worst possible circumstances. So as I was running, at mile nine, I I hit the wall. I mean, it was like I don't even know if I'm gonna be able to walk. And you know, from mile nine to twenty six, you honestly think it's like a few lifetimes. And so when I trained, it was like I was listening to the iPod, you know, and you're just chariots of fire, just like that scene, you know. You're just moving on. You're running on a cloud. When mile nine came, I couldn't even listen to music, and I just was stretching my calves. I was dehydrated. And the, the scripture here is talking about it's, it's, it's like in our lives, these pressures that we, we worry about, the things that we're concerned about, the sin in our life, it's like weights. I, I, I didn't have any weights that I was holding, but I, I hit that point which I couldn't, couldn't move on. I hit that wall. Basically, as you run a marathon, you want to be as light as possible. Uh, you don't see marathoners with those little dumbbells, the power walking people. You know, you, you can't take dumbbells because by the time you get to mile 15, your, your arms will fall off. I haven't witnessed that, but I, I predict that. Your arms will fall off. As you, you, can't, you can't run long distances. With these, these weights. And so the people are saying, as, as you've seen these people that have gone before you, as there's people in your life right now who are modeling faith to you and staying in the race, you need to throw off the things that are hindering your progress. Uh, in my own life, those are things that, that I can't control, things about my future. They're fears that you, that you may have. Uh, they're, they're things just in relationships as they get funky and you're not seeing eye to eye, those things that just they bug you, they, they get under your skin. As you just struggle even for significance, like, why am I here? Why am I doing this? Those are the things that, over a period of time, as we, we hold on to those, they just become weights. We're just adding dumbbells to us as we're trying to move forward. Scripture is encouraging us. We need to throw those weights off in the sin in our lives. Anything that, that we're doing that, that's going our own way, that's really just to, to please ourselves, we need to throw that off so we may run the race freely. And we do that as we, we dig into the scriptures and we, we look at the people who have done that before us. So not only do we, we run before spectators in eternity, but we have to consistently be, be throwing off the extra weight and the things that, that trip us off, our perspectives that, that don't really line up with how God says to do things. We talked about that a little bit last week. So if, if we're supposed to throw these off, how, how do we... How do we keep on going? Have you ever gotten to the point where life was tougher than you thought? I know that that happened to me. It's called adulthood. You know, it's like in college. It's not about college. It's like the greatest thing ever. You know, if you're a college student, it's like you, you eat, you go to class, and then you eat. And then you eat, and then you go to sleep. And then you go to class, and then you eat. And then, you know, as I was in college, I thought this is the greatest life ever. Uh, life hit hard for me when I got my first full-time job. Am I the only person that thinks kind of full-time work was one of those things? Why was it invented? I mean, it makes sense because you, you need to make money, but like, why not 15 hours and they just pay you the same? I mean, these are the things that I thought about. So I, I, I was living uh, in the dorms my senior year, and I graduated. 
And I started my new job, and I hadn't moved yet into the new place we were going to be moving into. And so I, I was still in the dorms. And the job I had, I had to, to wake up and get to the office about 6.30 in the morning. And it was like I had the colliding of two worlds. Dorm life, adult life. And it was like, you know, in college, you'd go to bed at 3.30, you know, you sleep in until 10. Well, people were going to bed at 3.30, and I was having to wake up at 5.30. Is that those times where I was like, you know, I went to college to get to this. You know, that alarm goes off. I went to college to get to this. And as I got into the job and even as I moved out of dorms, you know, it didn't get any easier. There's pressure and expectations and all these things that were required of me. And I just, I wanted, I wanted to bail. I wanted to be a full-time student the rest of my life. I thought that would have been the coolest thing ever. And so as I was experiencing this pressure and just the struggle of, doing something that I didn't really enjoy over a period of time. It was just wearing on me. You know, I was just ready to, I was ready to quit. But as I talked to, to people in my life that, that took God seriously, I talked to them about, you know, have you ever experienced that? And they're like, which day are you talking about? That's normal. But it is. What you find is life brings these pressures. And I was talking to this, this wise man, and I just was, you know, thinking, I must have the worst job ever. And so I'm telling my story just how I'm trying and I'm just, I'm not finding fulfillment and struggling. And he says, you know, read about the slaves in the Old Testament, about how they endured. And that was it. It was like I sat there just like, I'm still here. Anything else? His point was, People throughout the centuries have had to endure. And people who walk with God endure because of the strength God gives to us. And so as, as I was trying to get out of those pressures, what I, what I find is, is God wants to teach you in the midst of that. In the midst of the circumstances in your life that are difficult, He wants to teach you through that pressure. There's things you learn in that that you won't learn any other way. And when I came to realize that and just was content with my circumstance. You know what? I I actually found peace. The minute I stopped trying to get out of the pressure, to figure out a solution as quick as possible, I actually found peace. And in my life right now, I've learned from that experience. You know, as you as you try to raise kids and it's just t- difficult, the battle of wills and discipline and you just you kind of want to check out what you find is, is God will use the pressure to teach you. But it's not just because of, of our will. And what, we, what we find in the rest of Hebrews is God has given us all that we need to endure. The, the last part of verse 1 says, and let us run with perseverance. So we've thrown off those things that we can't control. We've thrown off the things and trying to solve our problems and, and everything that, that consumes us. We've thrown that off, and the writer says, And let us run with perseverance, the race marked out for us. Let us fix our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy set before him endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Consider him who endured such opposition from sinful men, so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. That word perseverance, um, in the original language, is written in Greek, it means hubomone, which is basically... A, a patient endurance. 
God wants us to persevere with a patient endurance. We, we stay strong over a long period of time. And we do that because of, of what he gives to us. Uh, it also has the connotation of, of forbearance. If we're going to run the race with perseverance, we have forbearance, which is the word picture is basically the ability to take a deep breath in the midst of adversity. You know, as life starts to crumble and that you just you just make lump sum assumptions. It's always like that. As things go bad. Well, of course they do that. They always do that. And as things get tough, it's always tough. This always happens to me. And forbearance is in the midst of that. You, you take a breath. It's basically remembering that God is in control. In the midst of those pressures, God's in control. You take the time to slow down, take a breath, and realize that it may not be exactly what it seems like at the moment in the midst of, of the trouble. Um, the writer, when he says, let's fix our eyes, basically, in all these things that happen, the, the difficult circumstances, the problems that we face, uh, we get consumed as we look at those. How to solve those problems, how to understand why they happen to us. But it's when we fix our eyes on Jesus, basically, as we, we don't focus on just what we see here, we fix our eyes on Jesus, basically, okay, God, I'm not sure how this is going to turn out, but, but, you're, but you're in control. Um, the goal in difficulty, the goal in pressures that we face is found at the last part in verse 3. So we won't grow weary and lose heart. That is the hope we have as we rely on the strength of God, that we won't grow weary and lose heart. There's some ways that God builds endurance. Just like a runner has to train and train and train and then run the race and have the right perspective and set their, their eyes on the goal, all these things the runner has to do to, to continue. Well, following God, as we run the race with him, there's certain things he does to build in us endurance as well. First thing is, is he gives us strength that fortifies us. Isaiah 40, 28 through 31. This paints a great picture of, of who God is. If you've been exploring um, God and trying to figure out who he is, Isaiah 40 paints a, a picture of how he really is over everything. It says, uh, do you not know? Have you not heard? The Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth. He will not grow tired or weary, and his understanding no one can fathom. He gives strength to the weary and increases the power of the weak. Even youths grow tired and weary and young men stumble and fall. But those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. For me, this is like the spiritual chariots of fire. Every time I hear chariots of fire, honestly, I just want to go running. I mean, it may be like five feet, but I feel it. You know, that music comes and it's just, I can do it. Well, this passage right here is like a spiritual chariot of fire. It, it should resonate with our souls. It should let us realize that really God is the ultimate source of our strength. Part of our mission here at CIV is not to try to figure out how to do things best with our own effort, but realizing that, that God, he uses us despite our weaknesses. And as we, we come together, we realize it's not because... We have it all figured out. But really, he unifies us because he gives us the strength. Romans 15, 5 explains that God, God's strength not only fortifies us, but he is the one that gives us endurance. 
It says, May the God who gives endurance and encouragement give you a spirit of unity among yourselves as you follow Christ Jesus, so that with one heart and mouth you may glorify the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Basically, God's endurance, he gives to us and he encourages us, and he wires that in through each other. One of the, the, the best pictures of a marathon, if you watch any of the Olympics or any team sport, you see as a group of people come together to accomplish a goal, it's powerful. As I ran the marathon, and towards the end when it was just I wasn't going to get through, you look around at, at the people that are running with you, and they, they're moving you forward. You're unified by this common race. And one of the most important things as we follow God, one of the foundations of Christianity is, is we have to be united. And as we're united, because of the endurance that God has given us, we actually can accomplish great things. So God's endurance and strength isn't only for us to be able to complete the race, but for us to be able to run with each other. So really, Christianity is like the great marathon relay. As you live your life and towards the end of your life, you pass on the baton to those that are running after you. Just like people have passed the baton on to us. So it's the great marathon relay. And and God wires that in so we can move forward together. So God's strength fortifies us. Also, as we run the race, uh, Scripture encourages us. Just like someone who gives you motivation. Keep on going. You can do it. That's what scripture does. Romans 15:4. For everything that was written in the past was written to teach us so that through endurance and the encouragement of the scriptures we might have hope. In my own life when I experience just that pressure and those obstacles and the things that are slowing me down, they're discouraging me, when my reality is skewed, I know that I need to pull some of that encouragement from Scripture. It's part of the reason it's so important to read Scripture every day is because in the midst of our life, our, our minds forget. What we see is what we think is. And we get completely consumed with our own perspective. Well, Scripture encourages us. It basically says, you know, this is really how it is because God is this way. And as you, you dig into Scripture, you really learn, wow, this really does make a lot of sense. So it's important to get into Scripture because it does encourage us. Also, we're given examples to follow. Uh, we've talked about that. Hebrews 11, um, all those people are examples. The example of Jesus in Hebrews 12. Um, also, there's people in your life right now that are walking by faith in the midst of the obstacles. Look to those people. Look to those people that, that are just hanging in there with God. They're, they're struggling, but they're, but they're choosing to walk by faith. They don't know how things are going to turn out, but they're trusting in God. Those people should inspire us and should, should encourage us to keep going. So, so God gives us strength as we learn that he really is the source of it. He, he encourages us through, through his words and scripture. And then he gives us each other to, to basically to, to motivate. As you look to the life of someone who's experiencing trouble... I don't know about you, but when I see someone who is hanging in there and they're struggling, but, but they're really trusting God to come through, that really does something in me. Just I'm encouraged by their faith. And, and God does wire that, um, wire that in there. 
Uh, there's some next steps uh, that, that you can think about this week. Uh, one of the things that is difficult sometimes for us is we, we hear things and then we're not sure of what it means for our life. The next steps are, are ways that you can take what you're hearing one step further. Uh, there's a few suggestions or you could choose a different one. Uh, first is, I will thank those who have modeled faith to me. Is there someone in your life that you can thank uh, just out of their model, just out of their, uh, their life? Can you thank them for the way that they've, they've encouraged you by their faith, the way they've hung in there? Um, also, can you identify one obstruction and ask God for endurance? Is there, is there an area of your life that you're, you're just hitting the wall? Your perspective is skewed. You're worried. You're just trying to hold on to control. Is there an area that, that's just obstructing your race? And ask God to give you endurance in that. And then the last is memorize the spiritual chariots of fire, Isaiah 40, 28 through 31. So this, this is the life that, that God's given us. And he is calling us to run this race. One of the things that I've learned in my life is there is going to be those, those trouble spots along the path. There's going to be those things that are going to slow me down. They're going to discourage me. At times, going to just make me want to quit. But God and his word gives us hope. And wherever you're at, he really does want to help you continue on the, the path to follow him. Let, let's pray together. God, thank you so much for being our strength. In the midst of of our lives and the pressures that exist and the circumstances that are tough, as those things mount on us and we feel our legs crumbling, you you support us. And we thank you for that. You your word is is true and it is real and it helps us in the midst of our difficulties helps us in the midst of our good times in every area of our life. Thank you, God, for what you want to do in us as we endure. Help us to really hold on to your strength in the midst of difficulty. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, amen.